0: Hey Tyler, did you hear we're finally fucking googleable now? How fucking awesome is that?
1: Yeah, man, I already got us a mansion, a Lamborghini, I got some fine jewelry. <laughs> what? A what? I got a bunch I bought a bunch of stuff.
0: We're not getting paid for this.
1: Mr. Ford, it's the IRS. Uh Uh-oh. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode hey. 15 of Hots a Podcast.
0: Welcome to the la- the now property of the U.S. government IRS, Hots a Podcast.
1: <laughs> They've <laughs> taken everything from me, including this podcast.
0: Li- they're literally carrying us onto a truck to an undisclosed location. Mike, laptop, chairs, and everything. We have no <laughs> idea where we are, and uh, tell my family I love them. <laughs>
1: yeah, we, we, are- we begged and pleaded so that uh, we can get you guys some content.
0: <laughs> yeah, because someone needed a, di- a diamond encrusted toilet. Seat. Look,
1: I thought we were getting paid. All right.
0: <laughs> uh, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, those in, between, uh, those in between and beyond, to our 15th installment of the Epic Hots, a podcast saga.
1: And to all those new listeners from Pandora, welcome.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Another outlet for us to spread our love and cheer and joy all over you people into your homes and wherever you lay and sit on now on Pandora.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Fun story about that is that, uh, I applied for us to be on Pandora a long time ago, probably about a couple months ago. And we were, uh, so like, you know, I just went along with it, waited to hear back from them for the longest time. And then, you know, we recorded episode 14 and I was like, okay. Uh, you know, we uploaded the podcast, everything like that. I'm like, Oh man, it is like conversation came up at work and I was like, oh, I should check the podcast email. And I looked and Pandora was like, hey, you're approved to be on Pandora. And that was June 14th. <laughs> so we've been on there since June 14th. Fun stuff.
0: It's, yeah. So, yeah, if you're if you have Pandora and you want to listen to two assholes talk about random shit. uh, you, Today's your lucky day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so what's going on with you?
1: Not too much, man. Uh, got some new stuff that dropped all this week. We had, you know, Loki dropped a new episode. Yes. Ma- Monsters at Work dropped a season pre- uh, season I, premiere, I, series I still, premiere.
0: I still haven't caught Monsters at Work, but I don't mind if you spoil it, so feel free to talk about it. It was good. It was it, was
1: it was a good show. It takes place right after Monsters, Inc., which is really interesting. I mean, like, right after. Like, if you guys watch Monsters, Inc., it, it seems like it took a little bit of time for them to swap out into from scares to laughter. But like no, this show will tell you it was instant. Like the minute Water News got fucking arrested, they were like, "All right, time to go to laughs. <laughs>
0: I wonder. I wonder if Water News will show up. Could you imagine? Just that would be crazy. He's Hannibal, mentioned, Hannibal, but is he like Hannibal Lecter style, like in the in the fucking like mask and everything? He's like, I I'd, I'd still kidnap a thousand children before I let this country <laughs> <by." laughs> Well,
1: like he's mentioned because in monster in, Monst- in, Monst- in Monst- monsters at work, uh, the new main character Tyler. Uh, he graduates from Monsters University and gets immediately sent to Monsters, Inc. Like, he gets a letter, he got, I guess he got recommended, and he got a letter from Water News himself saying, like, oh, you're you're welcome to join us to be a scare." And he's, like, immediately, like, they didn't show any graduation ceremony or anything like that for him, but he just, like, he just immediately upgraded to Monsters, Inc. Gets there, and, like, you know, they just swapped out the laughs, and they're, like, he's, like, what is going on and like nobody's able to answer him because everybody's jumbling around trying to fix the fucking company <laughs>
0: yeah like i'd imagine that's a really cool thing cuz i'd imagine like yeah like their whole society as we saw in monster university was based around scaring mm-hmm. like there were, uh, the major course at the college was scaring so yeah. that's got a a lot of these idols and legends got their shit from scaring too like the te- like the dean at the college so like That would like the fact that, like, with the biggest energy producer in this, in this, in the war, in this, I don't know if it's the world, but at least the city is now focused on laughs and is much more powerful than screams. Like, that's like, yeah, that's that would probably cause a lot of problems. Here's the
1: thing though is that the laughs are more powerful than screams, but what they're struggling with in the show right now is that they don't have enough jokesters, they're calling them, to produce the energy. So they're just mm. struggling to try and get jokesters, and they constantly like, you know, they bring up power outages and shit that's going on, and stuff. It's uh, it's pretty interesting to that's see where true. they're gonna go with it.
0: Uh, I'm trying to, let, me, let me pull up the cast here to see who's in this.
1: Uh, Henry Winkler's know, in it.
0: Henry Winkler. I know John Goodman and Billy Crystal will show up in like for like an episode, which fair enough. They, they were
1: in pay- uh, they were in the second episode too, I believe.
0: Oh, apparently they're in apparently they're in a couple, but like, you know, like uh Henry Winkle's I like Lucas Neff Lucas I really like Lucas Neff. Uh oh, Mendy Kaling's in it. I like Mindy yep. Kaling. Jennifer Tilly. yeah, Bonnie Hunt. Yeah, this is a pretty pretty solid cast.
1: Yeah, a lot of the original crew is back.
0: Alfred Molina's in it? Yeah. Oh well, Curtis Armstrong, Gabriel Iglesias. Alright, yeah, this, I'm gonna have to check this out. Looks like looks looks a lot of fun.
1: It's definitely a good show, I highly recommend it.
0: Nice, 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 nice. On top of
1: that, uh, we got the new Bad Batch that just dropped today, and we got yes, Black getting, Black Widow that also came out today. But we watched for, it last night.
0: So here's what we will say: we will not talk about Black Widow until the very end of the show. That will be that will be the final topic we discuss. So you could still enjoy the full, ha, it's a podcast experience, spoiler <laughs> free. Uh, so again, we'll go. We'll we'll give our brief like. Feelings about the movie before, and then like we'll just go right deep in like hardcore spoiler talk. But that'll be at the end of the show, so do not worry, audiences and lazy gentlemen, those of between and beyond. We, we 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 got you.
1: Unless you like hearing our outros, then you know you skip past it and get to our outro.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or or you go see the movie. Or we're gonna we're gonna do the MCU thing. Go see the movie. Come back, listen to it, get the full experience, like the MCU TV shows. Yeah. <laughs>
1: there you we'll, go. we'll fucking make it an after credit. <laughs> yeah, an an after end credit, credit for the end and of the a, podcast. An
0: end credit scene for the podcast. It's our spoiler review. Yeah, yeah but uh, going back to Bad Batch real quick. Wow, Dave was really feeding us Rebels fans real good. Yeah.
1: yeah <laughs> like, oh is. my
0: God, best droid chopper shows up with fucking uh, also... Um, Harrison uh, Dulla shows up with her mom and Sham Dulla, another character from Clone Wars. Like, oh, my God. It's actually cool. This episode actually ties in to a Star Wars canon book that was one of the first canon books that came out. Um, it actually ties into several books. Yeah. It ties into the Thrawn book in an interesting way, and it ties into the, um, the Lords of the Sith book. Because they mention that the Empire is trying to get Dunium mines. That is something that they're hunting for crazy in the Thrawn book as well. And Dunium was used to make the Death Star. And also, for the Lords of Sis connection, that book takes place on Ryloth. Palpatine and Vader's ship crashes, and Sandala and his wife is trying to get and assassinate vader and palpatine while also on free as like being a fucking idiot oh really <laughs> yeah so like yeah this this bad batch had a lot of connective tissue to a lot of the greater star wars universe and other content out there
1: i imagine the show would have you know it was only a matter yeah. of time
0: and it's it's, it's, it's crazy too. like this episode like barely featured the bad batch they're like in it for like what like
1: like maybe two she- minutes yeah, Not even. if
0: if even that too, like even so, it's a pretty cool part. You know, like they bring in the supplies. You have Omega talking to Hera. It's like, oh, I'm keeping <laughs> an eye on a Hunter. <laughs> don't you worry. But yeah, it was it was really really good. My personally, it's my personal favorite episode of the fucking series so far. Yeah, yeah. I don't know my favorite
1: episode of the show. I guess it's still the beginning.
0: <laughs>
1: like the first episode is just too good.
0: The beginning has a really good setup. It's like, okay, yeah, now it's the Empire. It's during the, the last, like, hour of Revenge of the Sith. It's a, it is like a... Or even at the last, like, 30 minutes of Revenge of the Sith, honestly.
1: Yeah. So, I got, I got a good story to tell uh, that happened yesterday. So, yesterday, I went to go buy myself some new shoes. And all throughout the day, like, you know, I tried them on and everything like that. They fit fine and everything like that. I got myself a size 12. And I was like, okay, this fits fine, you know, that's my size and such. Uh, All throughout the day, me and Malik were hanging out because we decided we made plans to do some things, and then we went to go see Black Widow. So Malik avowed for me on this. I my foot kept falling asleep while I was driving, and not like to the point where I couldn't move it. I could still like you know work on the fucking pedals and shit, like -hmm. perfectly fine. It just felt weird, and I'm like. it it even got to the point where we're in the movie theater and I had to like, I had to kick my shoes off halfway because I just felt a shit ton of pressure on them. And I was like, what is going on here? I thought about it throughout the movie too. I was like, I think I got the wrong size. I was like, I think I'm a 12 and a half. So I get home, I get home last night and I look at my old pair of shoes that I have and that's a size 13. And then I'm like, Oh fuck. And I have another (laughs) pair of shoes too. I checked those ones and they're size 13. I'm like, Shit, I bought the wrong size. Yeah,
0: I think I, I think my I was a nine for a long while and then I didn't really when I bought a, a size nine shoe size. I'm like, oh shit, I am now a nine and a half. Like, because I because I went up in shoe size, my feet just got bigger. And yeah, uh, I think after I, I honestly I haven't gotten new shoes in a while, I may have just gotten up to a 10. Like, I, I should probably look into that.
1: My thing uh, is that my foot size is a size 12, those shoes fit me fine. I buy 13s for the extra room. And it yeah. shows. <laughs>
0: I, I like that. That what that there was a line I pulled on you last night too. Where it was like uh, you know what it says about big you sitting. You know what they say about guys with big feet, and you're like, huh, huh, huh. And I go big socks. You go, aww. <laughs> 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 yeah, that was really good. Oh, oh, I mean, oh, I got a fucking story to tell about last night. I I got a fucking oh, story boy. to tell about last night. Oh so, boy. So so me so ladies and gentlemen, those would to be on. Me and Tyler, before we go see Black Widow, say, Hey, let's go get something to eat early, you know, so we're not hungry and spending so a lot of money on the fucking movie theater food. And we go to Uno's and to get ourselves some deep dish pizza. I get myself the what already sounds like a nightmare on fucking (laughs) Chi-Town. The fucking Chi... The the Chicago... The Chicago
1: Meat Meat Market market.
0: Pizza. Yeah, the Chicago Meat Market Deep Dish Pizza. I get it, and I eat it, and I'm like, oh, this isn't sitting right. This this was too much. And I go to the bathroom. (laughs) I am suffering. I am going through it. I am having an experience that I would not wish upon my worst enemy and I sent a snapchat to Tyler <laughs> from the POV from just like of the of like the shot of the stall door and I put the text end my suffering and I sent it to Tyler <laughs> like a few seconds go by and, you know, when your friend sends you a Snapchat of just a bathroom stall door and the words end my suffering, you would think you would get a, are you okay, or what's going on? Tyler, this motherfucker, texts, I want to tip that waitress. <laughs> like, I was like, wow, really?
1: So the full gist of the story is that we had two waitresses. No, 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 there's no full gist of the no, story. No, hold up. You fucking- Hold up. I'm trying to give him a little bit of a little bit of an explanation here. And you're fucking blocking me. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what happened was we had two waitresses. There was one who was our main waitress and then somebody who was a trainee. Well, our main waitress, uh, all she did was take our order and then give us a bill, essentially. Everything else was left to the trainee. She's the one that brought our food out. She's the one that got Malik a refill. She even checked to make sure that refills were free for Malik, you know, because she's new. It was like her second day, she said. And, like, she basically did everything for us. So I was thinking, like, I want to tip this trainee because she did most of the work, you know? Like, we'll still tip our regular waitress, but I know she's not good, the trainee's not going to get anything. So I was like, "Let's tip, we should tip the trainee." It just so happened to be after Valise sent that text, that snap saying, "End my suffering," <laughs> which, to be fair, you brought it on yourself when you ordered the Chicago meat market.
0: Yeah, but like, still, like, show some fucking empathy.
1: <laughs> I knew you <laughs> like, were okay. Jesus,
0: like Jesus
1: Christ!
0: <laughs> but yeah, and then we went to go, and then we went to go watch Black Widow, and Tyler bought a fucking the seth rogan book <laughs> and i bought
1: the, so i bought seth rogan's book which i didn't even know was a thing and i'm excited to start reading that soon but i also bought the best book which is oh, a yeah. self-help <laughs> guide from vader himself
0: <laughs> you know i've been looking for the it's always sunny philadelphia book where is I it? i have
1: the always it's always sunny philadelphia book i bought it off of amazon
0: hey, no i'm looking to see where is it
1: buy it off of amazon I know, so I'm trying. Give Jeff Bezos money. <laughs> what's, the, what's, the, what's the Jeff Bezos song? Ah, uh, the dun, Bo Burnham dun, one. Dun, no, dun, please dun. stop. I'm so. Look, 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 no. I have no problems with Bo Burnham, and I have no problems with anybody out there that likes Bo Burnham. I'm just so sick of hearing his songs. It's yeah. all over TikTok. I'm annoyed with it.
0: Is it, uh, is I wasn't Paul the Bo-
1: biggest Brim- fan of Bo Burnham either to begin with. Like he's he's got funny moments, but he, overall he's just not that guy that I go out to watch for comedy. And I can understand why people do like him. He is a funny guy to a lot of people and stuff like that. I just don't see it. So like just hearing all that all the songs all the time, I'm like, no, end it.
0: <laughs> From what I understand, it's like everyone's kind of like relates to him on a level because I feel like it's like what he talks about in regards to like mental health and shit. Yeah, it's like cause it's I remember, understandable. He was talking, I remember I heard a story where it's like he said like he was like having he was doing a skit in front of like thousands of people and like a huge crowd, and he sort up had like two panic attacks there. And he's like, yeah, like that's why he had, that's why I had to like step away from like making content like that, because like at first everyone thought like the way his skits worked though, that like his panic attacks looked like it was a part of the bit, so mm-hmm. like it still like kind of worked out, but still like imagine like you're having the worst time of your life and there's all these people in front of you just laughing, it's like yeah. it was just a rough. It ride doesn't help. He had to step away. I'm not too familiar. All I know we have some friends who are into his stuff. I just, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, maybe I'll check his stuff out eventually. But, like, from what I heard, he was very much, uh, you kind of had to be there at the start to really appreciate his work. In, uh, like, now, from what yeah. I hear. And, like, you know, and like, it's just, you know, he, he looks, inter- his stuff looks interesting. But, you know, it's just, it's not, I don't know. Like, it doesn't really catch my life like that.
1: Yeah. It's understandable. So,
0: uh, the the book you have for all always, always sunny is it it's always sunny in philosophy the gang gets analyzed no oh damn all right
1: it's a self help book
0: self help book it's their
1: version of a self help book
0: I'll find it uh, there's, there's an always there's a it's always sunny coloring book though right, wait, wait, it's the seven there?
1: secrets of awakening the highly effective four hour giant today
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right I, I'll, the gang writes a self
1: help book I'm gonna
0: this book. I really want this other one though because I would love to see what they say about um uh i would love to see what they say about um fucking philosophy
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that'd be interesting yeah. one thing that's great about the seven uh, w- the, the first book that i mentioned i already forgot the name <laughs> but, um their their self-help book one of, one of the greatest things is that each chapter is written by each character and yeah. like some of my favorites are consist of there's a Blatant chapter written by Mac, and it's and it's literally just called "Here's a list of reasons why I'm not gay," <laughs> and it's just one page long. He starts off saying why he's not gay, and then by the end of the cha- by the end of the chapter, like I said, it's one page long. You flip over to it, and he just goes, "I mean, I'm saying if a big buff guy pushed me up against the wall and told me to kiss him, I'm not going to tell him no." <laughs> <laughs> there's that there's um there's one that's very blatantly Charlie. It's uh it's Dennis Reynolds best guy best friend and then literally the next chapter is Dennis Reynolds worst guy worst friend. <laughs> so
0: is it like is it like all like misspelled and shit?
1: Yeah, it's pretty and, like, yeah, a lot, lot of. I think, typos, I think they said yeah. this I think they said um that they had to get a translator for him for that book or something like that. Like they tried <laughs> they tried to word it out or like Get it down, Pat. Essentially, because he obviously what he wrote was horrible.
0: Yeah, like I'd imagine, like that's fucking that's that's fucking incredible, man. So I'm, I gotta get that, and I gotta get the fucking philosophy one, so now I'm interested. But what the other one ha- has?
1: There's one it's where like, Frank just has a list of women he's banged over the years. <laughs> 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 it's fantastic. What
0: is, what is your favorite Always Sunny episode?
1: Oh, that's a that's a tough one. Oh, my favorite my favorite episode is always the one where. Uh, where they get not, they try to get nominated for the best bar award. <sighs> I just really enjoy that episode.
0: Remind me what happens in it.
1: It they try to get, they try to like get set up to be to win the best bar award, and they they go to some bars that had won awards. Like they go to this place called Suds, and it's this very brightly lit, like look looks kind of more like a club than a bar, like you know, because <laughs> their bar looks like a dive bar, and then theirs looks oh. more like a club.
0: Oh, I remember now. And Frank goes, and Frank like joins their bar and like tries to redo what they did, right? Like what? he brings in, like a bunch of he, Frank like brings in a bunch of underage kids to their bar, right?
1: No, that's a different episode. Okay. Basically, they try to make their bar seem like these award-winning bars, but they make it. They tried to make it almost exactly like the bar Suds, like <laughs> the dynamic and everything. Like they saw this dynamic of the bartenders where it's like the one bartender like was upset. She was she was upset, and he the guy's like, "Oh, what's wrong? Is it your boyfriend again?" She's like, "Yes, he's not calling or something like that." And he's like, "Oh, I'm sure she doesn't. I'm sure he just doesn't realize like the 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 person that he truly has or something like that." And everybody went, "Oh!" And then he, they're just like, "What the fuck was that?" <laughs> <laughs> and then they try to recreate it with D and Mac, and it just does not work well because I... he's, just, he's just like a. She, I, I, one of the lines that gets me in that episode is when she is when D just goes like, she gets, uh, she goes at least my mother's not a cigarette and he just goes my mother's not a cigarette just starts strangling yeah, her yeah he just starts fucking
0: choking <laughs> D I remember that don't I remember I remember that one takes another bit they they go up to that bar sons and there's like a black guy there like hey man hey what's going on I can see you. and then like when they leave they just they're like they're like um fucking uh uh like Charlie and them Charlie Mac and Dez just go why didn't they mention the fact that he's black. Yeah. I'm offended that they didn't mention that he's black for him. That's incredible. what you should talk about the fact he's black. <laughs> and then you had
1: Charlie who wrote the best song and tried to make it like a Randy Newman type situation. Yeah. <laughs> and it was really good. Both of his songs were really good cuz the second one he was high on paint and just and they were just like they were like, "Oh, there was such a great song. There was no spiders, no ghouls." And then they were just like, "He's like, oh, I don't, I don't make songs about spiders and ghouls." And then fucking like, they lock him in the basement. He comes back out, and he's like covered with spray paint because he was huffing spray paint. And he starts singing like, "There was a spider."
0: <laughs> There's so I have three episodes that I fucking love. Uh, the first is the, um, it's the uh, it's the fucking episode where. Uh, <laughs> the trial episode uh ponderosa versus mcpoil <laughs> oh yeah it's so good because there's just so much happening because you have fucking dennis trying to get off a of fucking alimony for paying for maureen being a fucking cat <laughs> you have charlie's fucking weird ass uncle with the fake ass hands
1: <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> he's like he thinks like, his
1: hands are too small
0: i think i see every time where it's like now d you have false memories. Like, for instance, you may have thought of me as a man with small and weak hands. He just pulls up the big hands. He's like, as you can see now, that was false. (laughs) He just, like, holds the hands out. And then he's like, then he does the thing where he tries to point across and then the next thing you know is that, and you'll see that the the, the real perpetrator is this man. He's fucking, the hand goes flying, goes, oh my god! Don't look! Don't look! Don't look! That, the, the fucking, the St. Paddy's Day episode when they tried to do the fucking, like, beer truck going around. Oh, yeah. And Dennis kept fucking freaking out, and he also had fucking Charlie in the fucking basement with the le- with the with the little with the leprechaun. <laughs> leprechaun. Yeah, he's all like, you may be a leprechaun, you may not, but one thing for sure, you in the wrong basement. <laughs> and he fucking just drinks paint. And then there's the other one, and it has that fucking great line where I'm, um, Dennis has the two girls in the back, and he's like, "Okay, right, you gonna smile for our website, and you're, we're gonna show that we're having a good time for St. Patty's." And she's like, "Please, we don't want to be on your weird website. You do it, so you're gonna be on my weird website." He <laughs> 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 just freaks out. I like. There's two more episodes I love. Um, the fucking the Dayman up one, because that's his fucking icon. Dayman's great. Like, Dayman.
1: Uh-huh, I think that episode's called the Nightman. "The Nightman Cometh," right? Yeah, the
0: Nightman Cometh. Did you pay the toll? Confound your lousy toll. Troll. <laughs> that one's fucking good. And then like the other one I think is when Dennis and Mac live in the fucking suburbs. Because that, that one's fucking great. It's too accurate
1: like, to what it's like living in the suburbs. From a guy who <laughs> lived in the suburbs for three years, that's exactly what it's like. And you're coming from the like, city.
0: I love when he's driving like, you
1: bitch! You bitch! in the fucking
0: <laughs> car He's so angry. Oh, why am I covered in blood? Cause
1: I murdered a bitch.
0: <laughs> takes off his clothes for a. While. You ever been a storm, Wally? Not just a <laughs> raining storm of like water, but a flaming storm of fists coming down upon <laughs> you. <laughs>
1: I also really like the episode when the when the guys robbing the store and they all come up with different ways that they would fucking yeah <laughs> <laughs> that they would stop the robber. Like and Charlie, Charlie's is just yeah. fucking up. <laughs> yeah,
0: he like saves the... D, D gets fucking shot. Charlie goes the with the waitress, has a bunch of kids, and fucking gets to the fucking balloon. I love Frank, because Frank just gets the fucking hot dog while the Yeah, Frank just off. gets a
1: hot dog, and he's just like eating them. <laughs> That'd be me. <laughs> what, was, what was Dennis's and Max? I can't remember theirs. Max was a karate movie uh where he fights like a bunch of ninjas and shit if i remember correctly he like beats the <laughs> he beats the guy and the ninjas show up and he beats the ninjas and i think he takes it to like the final boss or something like that dennis i don't remember what his is
0: yes yeah, so i remember what dee's was when like she like teams up with the robber then get like gives her up then goes on the land and ge- becomes like an actress yeah. undercover for like this butler like the <laughs> like oh my god like what's all the darkest things they've done? Oh, when they faked the fucking baby death and yes. to get away with the fucking insurance money. That oh, was my bad. God. That was that was awful. <laughs> Always yeah, I'm gonna have to binge through that again.
1: Yeah, it's tough. It's got- tough to binge because they took out so many episodes, which I, understandable. I understand why they did it, but like you know, there's just a lot missing.
0: Let's go find a DVD or something. Yeah. Yeah, and again, like they, it got renewed for like three more seasons, so it is officially the longest running yeah. um, live action comedy series of all time.
1: Yeah, they're working so, on it. Yeah, I wonder how. I, lo- I wonder how Rob McElhenney's doing, handling both that and Mythic Quest.
0: Yeah, I, I would imagine it's. A, I would imagine they have some form of balance with it. Probably, because Mythic Quest is. They just wrapped up their second season, didn't they?
1: Yeah, they just yeah. finished that like two weeks ago.
0: I, I was, um, I want, I, what was I about to say? Uh, sh- shit. I lost track. I'm about to say something, always something related. Shit, I I, Oh, I was gonna talk about that last episode they did, which felt like a little bit of a send-off, but it was a great like in character from the laser tag episode. Yeah. Like, hey, this was our fortress, but like I think our time's up, guys. We should give the next kid a go, you know? Like, (laughs) come on, like, yeah, it's 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 over for us. And they all leave out and the kids like, Oh, cool, and they're like, No, you thought we were leaving, dumbass! (laughs) We're gonna stay here forever they just fucking assault the kid. Speaking of assaulting kids, when Mac and Dennis beat the, Mac and Charlie beat the shit out of those kids.
1: Oh yeah, fucking <laughs> Jesus
0: great. Christ! I think my favorite one is when Charlie's fucking like bow rushes the one to the fucking car. <laughs> 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 like Jesus! Oh my god! Fucking always well. Sunday, man. One of the greatest comedies of all time.
1: Yeah, that show is too good. Yeah, they got away with so much
0: <laughs> <laughs> the fucking abortion episode when the early on when like Mac, like when they like Mac joins like an anti-abortion like protest group yeah. because he's like, wow, I'm really into you. Then he gets her pregnant it's like, wow, nope And then hops the fence yeah. to the other side. Like, I'm <laughs> pro-abortion now. <laughs>
1: like,
0: Jesus Christ. Oh, man. Was, I'm trying to think what, what else I've been watching in regards to TV. Um, I've been watching uh, Beast just, Wars. Oh, cool! Talk about Beast Wars. I don't, I don't know enough about Beast Wars.
1: Beast Wars has been good so far. Um, not too much has really gone on, like story related. The Transformers does this weird thing where, like, some episodes are like uh, almost main canon story related, and then a lot of the episodes are just like Megatron has this plan. They he they stop the plan, and then it's just like ha ha, Maximals. They're <laughs> like ha ha, Autobots <laughs> win, and that's it. Like, it's it's very much one of those types of shows. That's the way Transformers has always been, though, you know? It wasn't really story-driven until, I'd say, about Prime, maybe? may be a little bit Armada, because even... I don't know, it's tough, because even Armada has its moments.
0: Someone was saying that, like, Transformers Beast Wars Prime was the greatest animated show they ever had. What's that? Someone said, like, Transformers Prime Beast Wars was the greatest show they ever had.
1: Transformers Prime, in general, is considered the best Transformers show of all, and I... My problem with that show is that I watched the first episode, hear Peter Cullen do Optimus Prime, and I'm like, I want to go back and watch the 80s show. (laughs) So I stop. I need to actually get through it. That's why I started this whole binge, uh, starting with Beast Wars. We're going to work our way up through Armada, Energon, and uh, Cybertron, and then I'm going to work up to the Prime and everything like that. I'm even going to watch, like, Animate It and... uh, uh, you know, basically any platform that I can. <laughs>
0: yeah, animated, now, Animated, I actually did watch it quite a bit of, and I actually really enjoyed Animated. Uh, particularly, I really liked their Blitzwing, because he was, like, because, again, he was, like... Um, he had three he had faces. Like, yeah, he had three faces, and he was, like, uh, he had three personalities. He had the uh, the crazy one, the militant one, and the intelligent one. I thought, oh, that's pretty fucking fun. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, I've heard yeah. that show's really good.
0: Yeah, they had they, they do some very interesting stuff. I liked uh, I I just I really enjoyed. I think the Autobot squad for that one was um, Optimus, uh, Bumblebee, uh, Prowl. I think his name was. He was very. He's like a stealth ninja type Transformer. I know Ratchet was on there. Yeah. And uh, there's a big green one. I forget. I, I forgot what his name is. I don't think it's Brawl, but like it, he was a big green one. I can't remember his name. He's voiced by the guy who voices Patrick too. I remember that one. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I can't. Is it I Bulkhead? Can't. It may have been. He, you said it's a
1: big green one, right?
0: Yeah, it may have been. Oh, he's an cool. Autobot.
1: Yeah, he's an Autobot. Yeah, it's Bulkhead.
0: I also remember uh, Megatron. They they took a while to build up to Megatron as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think he transforms into a battle helicopter, which is pretty sick in that show.
0: Yeah. See where the Autobots. Yeah, we had Optimus Prime, Bumblebee, Ratchet, Prowl. And yes, it was Bulkhead. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I've i also been watching the Michael Bay movies again. I just got done Revenge of the Fallen the other night. Honestly, if you're watching last, the last night, these movies, th- like the trilogy, the original trilogy of it, it's not that bad.
0: I, I, I can't say that about Revenge of The last of night
1: destroyed so much that I just don't see these movies as that bad now. Like, I look at the robot modes and stuff. Don't get me wrong. They're still bad. <laughs> um, like... They're bad. They're not that bad. You know, they're not as bad as I originally thought. I do get enjoyment out of watching the movies, and I like seeing a lot of the robot modes. Like, I, I was just talking to you the other night that I like, I love Sideswipe's design and Revenge of the Fallen and stuff like that. There, there's a lot of bad with those movies, but it's not The Last Night bad. That movie gotcha. took a shit on so much. <laughs> With, with
0: me, like, I just I just didn't, I, like, Revenge of the Fallen is just such a rough watch. Like I, I, Dude, I, you I, gotta
1: watch, I, I gotta show you the last night. You will literally change your opinion of the Revenge of the Fallen the minute you watched the last night.
0: I, I, never, I never saw Age of Extinction and I never saw last night. I just kind of, like, peaced out after Darker the Moon until Bumblebee came along. I like, go, yeah. Bumblebee's fun. I'm not going to check out anything Age else. Age of Extinction's you know.
1: eh, it's okay. It's got Dinobots in it and stuff like that, which is really cool. And you know, overall it's not it's not a bad one. The last night is it's bad. <laughs> See like I don't like let my sigh that I just had there be like I don't sigh often when I talk about things that it's it's bad. See my
0: my problem with a lot of like, uh, like Michael Bay's designs is the same problem I have with a lot of like uh, Zack Snyder's designs and the stuff with the villains is that they all just look the same. At the end of the day, the same silver, spiky, weird like design. They don't look unique. They all look and kind of just sound the same. At the end of the day. And I'm like, oh, like, where, where's the, where's the diversity? Where's the, where, where's, where's the oomph? You know, like, it, it, it it's just like, I don't know, they, they like, you know, like, to me, like, it's just like looking at like Grimlock from fucking the Age of Extinction design. Like, oh, he just has like the same textures and looks of like, you know, Megatron from the first movie. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's like, where, where's the, where's the uniqueness in the design? Which is what which was so cool about Transformers to me that they all look the different. They all look so different.
1: Yeah, the thing that gets me is that, like, going back and rewatching these, it's like, you know, they did try to diversify with color a little bit more, at least in Revenge of the Fallen, because you got the Constructicons that were all different colors. Then they all formed together to make Devastator, which I shouldn't even use him as a prime example. The man had, the Combiner had a fucking nutsack. Like,
0: what the hell? That was stupid. (laughs) Literally, for a joke, I am under enemy scrotum.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And they didn't even, yeah. like, shoot it in the scrotum or anything like that. It just, it's just like, I'm under-enemy scrotum. Hits gets hit with a railgun and dies. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's basically it. Well, yeah, like, you know, I can see your point. A lot of the Decepticons are pretty bland. Um, I think if they utilized the designs a little bit more, maybe add a little bit of color, it probably would have been all right.
0: Yeah, I thought they looked much better in Bumblebee. I'm like, oh, wow, they're actually, like,
1: different colors and shit. And oh, that. yeah, I'm not. I'm not denying bumblebee being a good movie that movie's fantastic the movie's a Transformers no, movie not saying, like, we've all saying, wanted for a very long time yeah i'm, I'm not saying
0: like <laughs> denying. It. i'm not saying like yeah like they all like they got it in bumblebee just, like, i'm it just,
1: just it after just seeing the nightmare. last night i'm going back i'm watching these bayverse movies and i'm seeing them in a new light so to say you know yeah, okay. it's like it's something i still get enjoyment out of watching them and such it's still cool to see i will never forgive them for botching the dark of the moon megatron though. Ugh. he had so much potential and that's the thing is, like, I was I, I posted this in bot posting because somebody had posted, like, what's your favorite Megatron design from the three movies? And I said Dark of the Moon because he he had so much potential. And to a lot of people that may be questioning why I think he had so much potential, if you look at Dark of the Moon Megatron, he's got his head blown to bits. He's got a huge chunk of his head missing after Revenge of the Fallen. He's covered it up with a, with a cloak, that he has with he's got the hood up you know he's got the cloak going what you see in dark of the moon with megatron is you see a man that is broken he's defeated he's got (laughs) nothing to lose but absolutely all to gain and i think that could have been a really good side of megatron that nobody's ever seen before you know megatron is supposed to be this all like, I'm, I'm number one, like, I can stop anybody type type of person, but that was all thrown out the window after Avengers of the Fallen when he started taking orders from the Fallen himself. But, like, you're seeing, like I said, you're seeing this Megatron. He's broken. He's defeated. He's got nothing to lose at all, and he has very much to gain, and I think that could have been something incredible, but instead they made him Sentinels, bitch. It just goes from the Fallen to fucking Sentinel that he just takes orders. And that's not something that you should be seeing from Megatron, because it's fucking Megatron. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, I'm not seeing this picture, but like, uh, go back here. This is what I'm talking about. They all just look like, they all just look like they're the same flavor. <laughs> like, I just sent you a picture via Facebook. You know, like, I can't. see yeah. Like a major difference between them.
1: <laughs> yeah, there really isn't much of a difference between them.
0: It's like, uh it's whatever. But like, yeah, again, like a tr- Transformers talk. It's always fun. <laughs> anything, anything, else? I'm trying to think. I was thinking about like I was thinking about. I know you just watched Falcon Winter Soldier. Yes, I did. You just wrapped up then. Oof, what, a show that was.
1: Yeah, it was so good. I actually, my thing was, you know, in a previous podcast episode, I had said that it just wasn't my cup of tea. I'm was completely wrong about that. <laughs> I took a, I took one of my days off on I believe Wednesday to just sit down watch every episode from the beginning and I think it was just a matter of fact that I had a lot going on on the side when I originally watched it like when I was watching this week by week it like you know I forgot a lot of por- I forgot a lot of parts I forgot like you know certain key aspects and such. I was too focused on my phone that day and it kind of ruined the episode for me so whatever I had all the excuses basically but <laughs> mm-hmm. ultimately, I just needed to sit down and pay attention, and wh- I did that, and it was a fantastic show. Yeah, I completely man. take back whatever I said about that show.
0: Yeah, fucking love that. Yeah, I fucking love Falcon Winter Soldier. Man, again, like I, I said, this like I feel like Wandavision is a much better show than it. Yeah. But Falcon Winter Soldier just connected with me more. Like it just hit me in certain places close to home. That I just I, I just enjoyed it more than than Wandavision. Yeah. Again, like it's it sets up some very interesting things with uh our, our good friend John Walker. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh who's your favorite character coming out of Falcon World Soldier? I'm curious.
1: My favorite? Um probably Falcon.
0: Fal- really? <laughs>
1: yeah, I just it really made him like a stronger character. He became a lot more than just the guy that helps out Captain America, you know.
0: But he's not Falcon no more now. Now he is Captain. America. Yeah, now he
1: is Captain America, and I thought and that was an, really good.
0: And that's insane too. Marvel's officially leaning in on this too, where it's like if you go check the Captain America banners and stuff on the on the Facebooks and everything, it's Sam. Like it's Sam now. It's literally yeah. just Sam in the in place of it. Like it's him in the profile pictures. Like when they, they had the grand opening for um. Uh, yeah, that new Avengers, um, that, that new Avengers, like, studio place. The um, HQ at Disney yeah, World. Yeah, the HQ. Yeah, at the Disney HQ. World. They had, all, they, had, they had Brie Larson there. They had, uh, Paul Rudd there, a lot of Marvel actors were there to celebrate it, and they set in shoes. And now to op- help with the grand opening, Captain America himself, um, Anthony Mackie, I'm like, dude, yeah. like they're really leaning in, and so like, no, like this is Captain America now, like yeah. this is like this is his role. He is not Falcon anymore. He is Captain America. I think that's such that's just so cool of them to do. You know, it's just
1: what you're seeing in the Marvel in the Marvel movies, and the TV show. Cap, like Captain America passes the shield down to Falcon. Falcon Mm -hmm. becomes the new Captain America. It's the same thing that happens in real life. Chris Evans passed the shield on to Anthony Mackie, and Anthony Mackie has now taken the mantle. You know? I just,
0: just, like, I just, I fucking, like, I just enjoy it, too. Like, the training sequence of the montage with the shield was fucking great. It was, it's just been, it's been so fucking cool, you know? It's such a cool watch, like... (laughs) Uh, I, my, my favorite MCU fight, one of my favorite MCU fights is Sam and Bucky versus John Walker. Cause that fight is just so fucking cool <laughs> to watch them, like to watch them fight over this. And I think there's some parallels between like past MCU fights, like Iron Man versus Cap and, uh, Bucky. And it's just, it's so like, and it it's like the fact that they have to break the man's arm to like get the shield off them. Like, holy shit. It's
1: crazy. And,
0: Fucked up scene where he's like, like strangling Sven's like, I am Captain America. I'm like, oh shit!
1: Like,
0: <laughs> oh my god! And this and then just that final fucking like shot—not the final shot, but like, that great shot of all three of them on the ground crawling towards the shield in the middle of them. Like, that's a fucking like yeah. symbolism shot. If I ever saw one, like, oh, it's so good.
1: It was a very good show.
0: Yes, yeah, so I, I I thoroughly enjoy Falcon Winter Soldier. And again, like Loki's been a fucking trip.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> like the movie's taking gone. me on a roller coaster.
0: Yeah, like and like like last episode was just a fucking
1: huge or a movie like, that show I said movie. Yeah, that, that show.
0: Yeah, but like it, it's pretty much just like it's pretty much six episode movies of this. Yeah, movie. pretty much. But that, but that was just like a huge just Easter egg fest last episode. With so many tidbits, be it the Thanos copter. The (laughs) fucking Thanos copter. I just like the implications of that. Thanos is just sitting there vibe like, I got a helicopter. TVA was like, nah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Nah, fam. The The thing is with these Marvel TV shows that I'm really liking, each episode is about an hour long. And, you know, the length of the average Marvel movie is about two and a half hours long. So, like... The fact that they have these like these TV shows going on, it gives them the opportunity to tell more of a story than a movie. Yeah. Like after seeing Black Widow, like I, don't get me wrong, Black Widow was a really good movie in my opinion. But like I felt like they like if that if that had become a TV show, they could have told so much more. You know? Yeah, I
0: gotcha, I gotcha. Which we'll talk about that later. Yeah. On. Wink, wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I want to talk about something that's been giving me absolute fucking joy recently, and that's because everyone knows me. I Is like it tickling up. your sack? What the
1: fuck? <laughs>
0: no. Uh,
1: that Tyler, gives me joy. S- what the fuck? What? <clears throat> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Anyway, back
0: to my fucking I'm topic. Kidding. Jesus. No, you, re- no you, you put it on the internet now. It's out there. Tyler Ford likes tickling his sack for fun.
1: All you ladies could just envision me tickling my nutsack. (laughs) Feel
0: free to sue him for emotional distress, ladies. And (laughs) anyone you had to hear that Don't actually picture
1: that because it's not a thing that I do.
0: It's totally a thing you it's do. It's not now. a thing it's, that I do. It's in the canon of how it's a podcast now. That's no. canon. It is canon. This show has
1: million. never once been canon. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs>
0: what do you mean it's never been canon? Oh my god! You know how many times I get? If I have to get sent Lightning McQueen sexual images and other just not great sexual images, you can deal with the the the, the idea the the fact that people know that you tickle your balls.
1: I don't. No. With, that,
0: with a feather. But
1: I, What? <laughs>
0: Shut up. But I, back to my fucking, what I was going to make a wholesome post. I've been watching, <laughs> I I was, I, 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 I've been under some stress lately. So what I've been doing lately is so I just fucking watch a bunch of bear videos. Because I fucking love bears. I think bears are so fucking cool and so neat. So what I do, I found this one video that I fucking shared on Facebook that I fucking love. It's just a fucking bear
1: outside trying to catch snowflakes.
0: And he's just outside, going, trying to catch him. It's so fucking cool. I just love it.
1: What's what's that one that you sent me earlier? The fucking what what yak or something?
0: Yes. So the fucking World War War Two bear. Yeah, in World War Two, the uh, the Polish army adopted a bear. And in order to, like, I think, like, to get him, like, proper, like, food and shit and to help, like, take care of him, they actually enlisted him in the Polish army. Yes. So, he, like, actually helped out in battles and, like, carried ammunition and shit. That is fantastic. So, that bear was actually, like, a a Polish soldier. That bear is a hero. And it was actually fucking taken care of <laughs> at the end of the war and was like brought to a health nice zoo where he was given all he wanted. He has a fucking statue. I'm like bears fight fucking Nazis. Let's go. <laughs> this is why I love bears. Yeah. It's bears rule. Great. Yeah. Bears do rule.
1: They're really tall.
0: Yeah, I was watching a fucking live feed of the just bears chilling in the river catching fish. <laughs> poor fish, poor fish. But bears gotta eat. But like, damn, they just jump into a bear. I'm like, oh, sh-. like, huh, oh, jumping. Oh shit.
1: <laughs> poor fish. Fish don't feel pain.
0: <laughs>
1: it's fine. Okay,
0: okay, Kurt Cobain. <laughs>
1: it's fine. Fish don't feel no pain.
0: <laughs> that's a, that's a lyric from Nirvana somewhere. I think it's something in the way or something like that. <laughs> it's. It's something in the way or it's fucking lithium? I'm i I'm not sure. It's one once there is a song where your friends fish doesn't feel pain. <laughs> yeah. Uh anything else you want to talk about? Or should we get into Black Widow spoiler talk spoiler talk now?
1: Yeah, I don't really have much to add.
0: Alright, same. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh we uh we've enjoyed having you so far, but we are now about to reach the heavy spoiler talk um for Black Widow. Uh I thought it was a great movie, Tyler. say your thoughts about it.
1: Well, yeah, I thought it was really good too.
0: Okay, well, again, that's our that's our paramo- It's it's a good movie from the both of us. That's our not um, spoiler review. <laughs> that's, our not spo- that's our not
1: spoiler review. If you don't care so. about if you don't care about spoilers, it's you know go ahead and continue listening. If you do care, yes. you're gonna want to end it here or skip ahead a few for the, skip ahead like 15 minutes or so to get yeah. to our outro. I I
0: think we might honestly be more than 15
1: minutes
0: <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah like again like we we've enjoyed having you listen so far but if you got if you're worried about spoilers then i must bid thy adieu bye bye farewell bye Okay, the fucking squares are gone. Let's fucking go. Let's <laughs> talk about this movie now. Um, Black Widow, man, what and probably the most brutal and one of the bleakest of the MCU movies. It was definitely but,
1: very dark.
0: Yeah, but still like man, managed to keep that like that Marvel fun. Um right off the bat we start off with you know, like Natasha and Yelena and like their, their false family. Yeah. And and uh we see uh um I forgot her name, Iron well, Iron Maiden And Red Guardian as their fake parent, Uh, Melina. Melina—that's her name. Uh, like the played by uh, I believe her name's Rachel Weisz. I believe the actress's name. I know she played Evie in the Mummies. I can't remember her the actress's name though. You know actors and
1: actresses' names better than I would.
0: Yeah, and then of course David. I'm horrible with that. Yeah, and david harbour played red guardian yes so and again they're a false family they've been planted here by the red room to steal a program from shield which we assume was the taskmaster protocol or the taskmaster program and uh the shield tries hunt them down they have to escape they're, they go to cuba cuba where they meet up with uh drakov and like again it's all it's all like, it's back to what it was, and Natasha and Yelena are sent back to the Red Room. I just and... thought of something. What? <laughs> For
1: anybody that watches Stranger Things, if you want to see what happens to Hopper after he gets taken <laughs> by the Russians, <laughs> watch Black Widow. Because he becomes... starts off as Hopper and just <laughs> yeah. becomes the worst person. Yeah. <laughs> the worst Russian. <laughs> this is pretty oh much God. pretty much what you want to know yeah, about Hopper. Like the
0: that whole interesting has the feeling of you know a runaway spy thriller too you know where they're trying to gang on the plane he shows off his super strength quick by fucking tossing the fucking giant like tractor thing yeah uh and again like great like fucking the cool fucking fight scene where he's like shooting the thing with the rifle from the wing of the plane like oh shit like they're as they're fighting to get away from the shield agents yeah that was so uh, badass
1: he fucking held on to that wing that they were going up and shit oh yeah, like damn I was like,
0: yeah, I, like shit. I thought natasha got shot uh, as a kid I'm like oh shit <laughs> and then uh they get into the air and they get and they get safely to Cuba, and but then they go we get that really really fucked up intro of just the red room process of just showing like yeah like they're straight up trafficking young girls and like it's
1: weird because like they didn't really show footage it was kind of more just slideshows of pictures and shit it was just freaky
0: it was so effective too like it yeah, had like a with real, ominous
1: music playing and the fact had, that like it was a cover of uh Smells Like Teen Spirit but like a dark cover you know Yeah
0: like a very a very thing cuz Kurt Kurt, cause Kurt Cobain says a big part of like like something um, like something that really stuck a chord of them back then was teen angst and teen rebellion mm-hmm. and to have a distorted fucked up version of to show Young teenagers and children having literally their childhood and teenage teenage years ripped away from them in such a brutal manner was just very effective. Yeah. Like, holy shit. (laughs) Um, Again, as we get to it, we then find ourselves after the events of Civil War, but before the events of Infinity War and everything else, we see Natasha's on the run. Uh, after the after uh, like helping uh team Cap escape or Captain America and Bucky escape to uh t- to do the ending of Civil War and she's being hunted by Thunderbolt Ross who like he's got to be turning into Red Hulk soon. <laughs> yeah. They keep bringing him back. He keeps he's, he's not looking good health wise. They got they got to be doing Red Hulk with yeah, him. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Yeah, like like come like come on like just, just do it Red Hulk. Uh, again, like, you, I like it kind of lulled to you, like, okay, we're gonna, like, it's gonna be, like, a full sense of security with her, that, like, oh, it's just her living her life in this fucking shitty trailer, and watching fucking James Bond and shit, and eating yeah. ice cream, and then the taskmaster's like, fuck your shit!
1: Yeah, I know, just completely <laughs> out of nowhere, Taskmaster shows up and just wrecks her fucking world. <laughs>
0: yeah, like holy shit! Like Taskmaster, a physical goddamn presence in this movie. Holy shit! Yeah, uh, they kicked all the ass in this movie. <laughs> Again, uh, we also uh, we also introduced to my favorite character of the uh, movie, uh, Yelena Belova, played by uh, the very talented uh, Florence Pugh of uh, *Midsummer* and *Fighting with My Family* fame. Yep. Yeah, going from playing Paige to a young girl being tortured by a pagan cult <laughs> to, a, to a superhero assassin, she's she's fucking delightful in this role. She's yeah, she's very, got range she's,
1: in her acting. Yes, yeah, she, she's very
0: she's very funny, but also very sincere. Came off very sincere as like uh, I just wanted to like live in my happy life, but you know I don't get that shit. Yeah. Yeah, it 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 was a really really fucking great performance on her. I'm really excited we're gonna be getting more of her too after that post-credit scene where we're gonna. And I think it's confirmed that she will be in Hawkeye when that comes out next year. I believe it's definitely confirmed. Yeah. So yeah, like again, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Anything you want to add about like this first quarter of the movie?
1: Not really. You pretty much summed up my thoughts about it um oh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's good <laughs> yeah. well like it, it, it's kind of just like you know, taskmaster did did what he was supposed to do, you know, like kick some ass, mimic moves it was it was perfect, you know,
0: yeah, yeah. and again, like it, it we get to it we get later on, we find out that like
1: Oh, I, I will say that in the beginning of the movie, I thought Taskmaster was a robot. <laughs>
0: I was. I also thought of something similar too. Just because, because they call they it, it the
1: Taskmaster it Protocol, and then like you know, they put that chip in his in in, in, in the helmet. You know, you like
0: see, it's funny. It's funny that it's called the Taskmaster Protocol because that sounds like there's more. That even sounds like there's more than one. Exactly, like, and we'll get to that as
1: we get closer towards the reveal for Taskmaster in our review. Yeah,
0: but like it was like. It was a very interesting thing, um, as we and as we, we find out that like Natasha, that the the Red Room program is still up and it's still going. Uh, the fact that uh, the widow that there's Black Widows everywhere and they're still like doing assassinations for the Red Room and the evil. How rush about the
1: fucking e- scene where they damn near almost fucking killed each other?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. we I just going like, to glaze past that? Yeah. So Natasha goes to Budapest? Budapesh? Budapest.
1: Budapest. Budapest. It's Budapest.
0: It's Budapest. Okay, they go to. She goes to Budapest to meet up with Yelena, and her and Yelena just kick each other's ass yeah. for a while.
1: <laughs> it's a hell of a welcoming ceremony for both of them as they just continue to beat each other to fucking oblivion <laughs> to the point where they fucking. To the point where fucking Natasha rips the fucking curtains off and they both strangle each other with it.
0: Yeah, and I thought it was funny because I'm watching it and I'm like, they beat the shit. Out of it. That's the thing about this movie. This movie has like some very brutal action. We're oh, like, yeah. both men, you're just going, ah,
1: ooh. <laughs> like, it's like it, it, it's crazy because like the action is so the action is so intense because it's like we're so used to Natasha getting a couple hits on a guy and knocking them out within like you know maybe three four hits this one just kept going you're just like okay okay okay
0: i'm not gonna lie like the fight is very but part of me i was thinking like why don't they just talk (laughs) like i get it like i kind of get the whole like the super spy thing can i trust you it's shady and all that shit I'm like whoa like you're actually going for a knife like wait a minute but still, it was a very interesting fight. I do love them, and I guess it was to get that sibling feeling of like you know, when like you and your brothers or your like you know siblings just beat the shit out of each other for no reason. <laughs> and I just like, and like siblings don't point
1: guns at each other, Malik. <laughs> uh,
0: I well, so I feel like that. I feel like some do. <laughs>
1: See, I thought of a way around that greeting when they were, when they both pointed pointing guns at each other because like. It, it could have easily been like one of them had a gun that wasn't loaded and it was a bluff. So that when the one went to go try to shoot, it's like, ha ha, it's not loaded. <laughs> and then the other one is, you know, that's how you get the uh, upper hand on that one.
0: Yeah. But again, like really cool intro- introduction, to, like their relationship. And like, I love the bit where like, they're literally choking each other, It's like, eh, eh, juice, juice, juice. Yeah. Because <laughs> again, that felt like, that felt very sister, very sister, you yeah, know, sibling like. It's like, eh, eh, juice. Cheers, cheers! And it's like they both just fucking lie there. Uh, a fucking really cool but almost very Fast and the Furious style chase scene with Taskmaster, the widow, the widows, and motorcycles and shit. Yeah. Uh, like uh, I like the scene where she kicks the door open, the door flies off and takes oh out the God, widow on the so fucking cool. motorcycle. That was such uh, a Taskmaster... like, well
1: precise like kick and like knock on the yeah, ground like, just to shit. hit that fucking cyclist.
0: And even still, like, even with its epic action, the movie still reminds you, this. these are, like, these women are, like, they're fighting people who are, like, under control when the one widow falls off the tower with them. Yeah, and, and then she the... just
1: gets told to kill herself.
0: Yeah, like, and the very brutal visual of her lying there with a snapped leg. Yeah. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. This movie is just, like, brutal. Yeah,
1: like, it doesn't it doesn't waste time getting into things, you know? Yeah. like There's a little bit of a slow period in the beginning, but as soon as... It literally just goes from zero to 100 when Taskmaster yeah. rams the shit out of Natasha's car. From there, it's just nonstop action, dude. Yeah, like, like, it just the, keeps the, going.
0: The young widow is forced to fucking, like, blast her fucking, zap her fucking brain, yeah. too. It's like, Jesus Christ. Like, what the hell? Uh... I think after that, like Yelena and Natasha they do like they do like the road trip thing for a little bit, which is fun. Because you get, cause it has it has my personal favorite joke in the movie, where I'm just like, why do you do the pose? Like, why do you, why do you do this <laughs> with the with the thing and the head by like, Florence Pugh was very good in this role, very a very dry wit that this like that like was like razor sharp, like you know, yeah. <laughs> Which it was very funny because usually that's like Natasha's role in the movie, where like she's the one with the Avengers who are like you know are like either too egocentric like Tony or not as smart as. So she's able to just like like hit them with all the wit. It's very funny to have a character who like is kind of like on Natasha's like level, like mental wise, yeah. and is able to like snap right back at her with the witties, with the wits, and come back and shit. <laughs> like a very cool <laughs> dynamic. And again, like we then get introduced to I think who uh, the character who is literally just Russian Tyler, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucking pretty much Alexi, Alexi, aka the Red Guardian, Russia's answer to Captain America, <laughs> who was a pop culture icon trying to recap captures glory days but ever since the red room fell apart he's been put into a russian gulag
1: nah he it wasn't even after the red room fell apart if you listen to what he said like it was from like it was shortly after he hand, like he handed the girls off to him like oh, my bad. <laughs> shortly after that that meeting after they land in uh, the island that they land on to meet up with drakov like it, he gets immediately betrayed yeah, and gets probably, put in jail for thirty years.
0: Yeah, probably the the heavy lifter of the comedy of this one. Like he, this, David Harbor has fucking great comedic time. Oh yeah, he's, he's good. He he was fantastic as Red Guardian. Like again, like the scene where he's trying to get into his old suit is fucking incredible. <laughs> you don't you just cut to them at the table. You start, Ugh! Uh! Uh! <laughs> right the from grunts? the get go,
1: he's just dude, he's just arm wrestling dudes in prison. People are lining up to fucking arm wrestle this guy to see if they could beat him, and he fucking yeah. just, he's just sitting there telling a story like he, the entire time and beating him
0: of saying how he met Captain America yeah. in, like, the, in, like, 80, 90, 83, or, isn't, yeah, 93, or something like that, and it's, like, well, and the guy, and the guy who comes up to him and says it, who is actually Ursa Major pre-Bear, so I'm, like, holy shit, Ursa yeah. Major, but, um, it's, like, he says, like, uh, you'll, wait, that doesn't make sense, Captain America was, like, in the ice still, it's, like, you're calling me a liar and fucking breaks his arm, yeah. which makes you which makes you question what the hell super soldier was he seeing? Yeah. <laughs> Here again, like I really want Falcon more... to Winter Winter
1: soldier comes into play in that one because, like, you know, they already showed that, like, you know, the formula was recreated. Yes. Um, it was recreated before the events of the snap. So, like, obviously somebody at some point in time in the 90s also recreated it as well. They would have had to have in order for Red Guardian to get his fucking super soldier uh, abilities.
0: Yeah, again, like it's 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 very fascinating, and like Red Guardian has a very cool role of like he was their like a pseudo he was their pseudo false dad, but like yeah.
1: he's kind of the father figure.
0: It. Yeah, but also like a his shitty own father, fig- a shitty father figure yeah. that doesn't care. Like he's just like, oh, I haven't seen you guys in years, but like, how, what did Captain America think about me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> again, he learns his I, lesson
1: by the end of the movie, though.
0: Yeah, eventually. But again, I would, I would love to see more of them, though. Like again, like this MCU is just fucking lousy with so many interesting characters mm-hmm. now. All of, there's so it's just, it's full with all kinds of heroes and shit. It's so like I was stories,
1: saying though. to you in the car last night. It's like you know, phases one through three even up to four did a really good job at trying to expand the MCU, you know, but ultimately like it wasn't enough. This, this, what we're going into now is really expanding the world out beyond universes, out across countries. Like it's, it's happening all over. Crimes are taking place in Europe, in Falcon and winter soldier crimes are taking place in Russia with like, um, with with uh with Black Widow, crimes are taking place all over the fucking place, and it's not just bearing into New York, you know.
0: Yeah, it's, it's 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 everywhere, man. It's it's insane. Like it's so crazy to watch this and think, holy shit! And then next week you have the season finale for Loki. Like next week, like oh yeah. my god, like what, like what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's 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 just insane to think about. It
1: is. It is very insane it, to think about.
0: But yeah, um, again, uh, again, so much. Again, like they, they, they go, they go on the the rest of the road trip to uh, to go meet um, with uh, Rachel Weiss's character, um, uh, uh, fucking Iron Maiden, and yeah and we find this is I like I like the scene a lot because again, the, the, this movie excels at the whole theme of family and repairing a broken family and stuff like that, which is like kind of like will tie into what Nat kind of sort of helps does later on in the later Avengers movies. But, like, it's it's very, like, it again, like, it the whole family dynamic is there. Like, that dinner scene is probably one of my favorite scenes as well, too. Just the characters being characters, like, a yeah. man, you know, like, Natasha, don't slouch. I'm not slouching. Yes, you are. You're slouching. Like, everyone shut up. And Lena's like, I didn't say anything. I just want to eat. <laughs> again like it's so good uh and i also said this like too about the movie i feel like this movie used humor in a much more deliberate and much more purposeful way than we've seen other marvel movies do because i feel like they use the humor to accentuate the dark aspects of this story yeah because like you think about like going back to the scene where they're on the plane with the red guardian after they got away from the gulag uh that scene is like the scene where he's like, "Oh, like what happened? What's what's wrong?" He's like, "What's wrong with you? Is it your time of the month?" And she's like, "I don't get my period because they ripped out my reprodu- re- reproductive organs. Yeah, you know? they went it went up there, chopped up my ovaries and everything." And I'm like, "It's played as like a joke, but you're like thinking like, holy fuck!
1: Yeah, <laughs> like, it's Jesus bad. Christ. It's like, really God bad.' Yeah,
0: <laughs> like God. And uh, the other one I always point to for that is uh, the pig scene where um uh, we find that um. Iron Maiden. I can't remember her. Uh, Melissa. Uh, Melissa Melina. was her name. Melina. Yes, there we go. Melina was her name in the uh, movie. Uh, she's been training pr- pigs using the technology of the Red Room, and what she did was, uh, and like we show that how the conditioning works. Now they've attributed it to the women of the to the women of the Red Room, where it's like, ah, oh, it's, it's the. They, she's we, working on doing-
1: perfecting mind control.
0: Yeah, and, like, she's fucking around with the pigs and shit, and they're like, ha, oh, look at the pigs and shit. Like, and it's very funny at first, like, ah, I named this pig after you, Red Guardian, and all that shit. Yeah. And, like, he's like, klink, klink. it's all funny and funny. And then she stops the pig from breathing. Yeah. And you're like, uh, it's fucking uncomfortable. <laughs> like, it's long enough that it's, like, the right kind of uncomfortable. Like, ah, uh, uh.
1: Yeah, Malik through the movie we... was just like, you know, they're sitting there talking, and Malik's like, what about the pig? What, yeah, what, like, what what about the pig? I like <laughs> yeah. you literally heard him mumbling, like what 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 happened to the pig?
0: <laughs> like, yeah, he's just there not breathing. Like, uh, are we gonna help the pig?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it even got to the point where Natasha's like, All right, you made your point. Fucking give this pig some air. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: Jesus. Um, and then we find out more also like we find out more about what happened in Budapest too, where it's like Natasha and Hawkeye. Yeah, it's about
1: fucking time. They've been talking <laughs> about that since goddamn 2012. I needed to know.
0: Yeah, but we find out it was Natasha and Clint Hawkeye trying to uh, take out the leader of the Red Room, uh, Draykov, uh, General Dracov, as they yep. knew. And this also leads to Natasha's whole theme of, like, she she, she fought, She knew that Dracov's young like kid daughter was in there. And she didn't care. She just went and drank off dead. Which is a really cool... Which will matter later on. We'll get to that when we get to it. (laughs) Um, but, um... It's a really cool through line I felt for Natasha, where it's like she is so focused on avenging the childhood that was taken from her that in her blindness she takes away the childhood innocence of this young girl. Yeah. And it still shows later on in the dinner scene when she's like, when she's so focused on avenging and getting revenge for what she had been through in her past traumas that she goes, None of it was real, it was all fake, it was all fake, but she doesn't like. She doesn't realize that what she is saying is hurting Yelena, is taking away out ch- the child memories from Yelena saying, like, don't say that. She she has that great line, it's like don't say that. Like that was the best years of my life. And don't yeah. just say it's fake, you know? And like, damn, like, fuck. Like and I thought that was <laughs> a really cool thing for like Widow to handle where it's like yeah like i like you need to understand that like the way you handle like take, dealing with your trauma can still affect those around you and I, I thought that was a really cool through line for her
1: it's the and, same uh, it's the same line in falcon and winter soldier where he's like the reason why you're so hung up on this list is cuz you're too worried about avenging yeah you know
0: pretty pretty much you're sure. trying to pretty
1: avenge much. these people not make amends
0: yeah and again, and, 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 and and like widow, and like of course that you, that then changes the goal where it's like okay like it then happens; they get captured by the Red Room, uh, but not before making a Crimson Dynamo reference, which I fucking love. Yeah. <laughs> they get captured by the Red Room, taken to their floating sky fortress <laughs> of the Red Room. Uh, then we get to the big reveal of Natasha is brought. Well, like you know, they do the whole lay switcheroo heist movie, where it's like, aha, you thought you had us, but no, we're actually in this lay, <laughs> like yeah. you know, because you find out. Uh, Melina and Natasha switch places yep. and they're gonna work together to bust each other out. Right as
1: poor Alexi was bearing his fucking soul out yeah. for Natasha too. Poor yeah. guy.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's like, oh, but I, I bet my soul to you, We're not even her. Wait, <laughs> Natasha, are you on the radio? I need to tell you something. He's like, No, we'll do this later.
1: <laughs>
0: so good. He's like, I need uh, to tell you
1: something. It's like we you don't have a radio. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like what whose plan was this? <laughs> So good, but, uh, again, so, Dracoff, probably the— So, like, I'm, I'm going to say this. There's two weak links to me in this movie. Uh, I like Rachel Weiss, but I feel like her character just doesn't get a lot to do besides be kind of an info exposition dumper, you know? Yeah. She gets a cool fight scene here and there. She gets, she gets to be active in the final fight. But, like, she kind of is just there to say all the information. They don't even go too deep on the whole, like, you know— I'm I'm your mom bits, like, you know, and like I dig the whole bit where like I thought it was an interesting concept where it's like she's trying to be this robotic function like, no, I just do as I told. I do not care. I think cold logically, but you know, but you know, you find, oh no, this this cold logic robot actually does have a bit of a heart inside of her, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh it's it, and I thought and I thought that was a really interesting way to take it. They just didn't do much with it. And she's probably the least developed and probably the least interesting of the family. Come, come you know with like when you have Alexi and Alina who just ooze so much charisma yeah. and personality. And again, it's not—it's not the actor's fault. Again, she did the best she could. She just had probably she was just like was the least interesting of the family dynamic. And then we have Drakov, who is just generic bad Russian guy.
1: He's literally a Russian mob boss.
0: Yeah, again, like I really like the scene of Natasha talking to him. Like at, at the some end. points,
1: I literally thought he was trying to be an Italian mob boss. So he's just like, you <laughs> speak like, to no. me like you this. Speak, you
0: speak <laughs> to me like this. I am <laughs> yeah. Russian. I am Russian with the pizza. You sure about that?
1: He's <laughs> like, "Are you trying? Are you trying to be Italian? Or are you trying to be Russian, my guy?" He's
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, "I do not know." But uh, here we get the big reveal. Um, Taskmaster is uh, her because we take off. I see. Like, so I was suspicious of this when they didn't show the little girl and they referenced the little girl in the first place, and they kept coming back to her. So I'm like, "I'm like, all right, all right." maybe and then we cut to his office and Taskmaster is standing in her
1: in his office I'm yeah like, as soon as oh, that's there you're like okay. okay i get it now okay
0: i get it i get it and taskmaster takes and he takes off the master reveals so that taskmaster is um young Dra- uh antonia drakov not tony masters antonia drakov the yep. young girl that nat uh thought she killed in the bombing on budapest to get to drakov and as you, I, I'll say this, since you are much more of a bigger Taskmaster fan than I am, I'll say you should probably, like, speak your piece on this first.
1: Alright, so, being Taskmaster is my favorite villain of all time. And I've been a very big fan of his since roughly about 2010, when I first got introduced to who Taskmaster was and what he was about. This version of Taskmaster is okay. Like, it works for the story, but I will say that I am holding out hopes still for Tony Masters to come mm-hmm. out in the MCU. And the thing is, and this is something that I had brought up to Malik, too, on her, on the car ride home. Feige does this in such a way that it leads to the possibility that Tony Masters could be in the MCU still. They could pull kind of like a Mandarin situation with him. Being that, you know... It, it, it's like we said in the beginning, it was labeled as the Taskmaster Protocol. Uh, on top of that, they had to have gotten the... Uh, like, where do you just... There's no way in hell that you just pull out a fucking idea that this person can mirror anybody's fighting style. Like, that idea does not pop into your head naturally. Unless, like, I, I don't even know how, how it would... Like
0: and and not only that the fact that they took the protocol well, we, well I think that was the protocol they took from Shield and what was Taskmaster in the comics but you know an ex Shield exactly like, um like an ex Shield like um uh like a, agent you know
1: it's very clear to me at least that it seems like they have gotten the idea from somebody and that somebody's got to be Tony Masters who has actual photogenic reflexes and does not need a system to tell him what to do you know yeah that's again, that's what i have to say about it essentially what we got out of the movie was good it was cool and it fit for the character but it is no tony masters gotcha. so if you're again. going in there expecting it to be tony masters don't <laughs> yeah,
0: it was it was a very like interesting thing too because like in in, uh, in 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 I, I looked at it as like you know what like this still fits the con- like the story that they're telling here this version of Taskmaster because again like it fits that whole thing with through where, we're like Nat in her quest to avenge her childhood she lost took away the childhood of this new taskmaster yeah. and created this new monster that she now has to face and I thought that was a really cool way like you know I saw, I saw some people said like oh taskmaster is bad disappointing we're like oh that was disappointing you know it's just like I feel like there's a lot more to unpack and digest with her you know like, another
1: thing about it is that with Black Widow having so much knowledge of Shield Intel, like you'd think that she would know that Taskmaster is Tony Masters, but she was surprised to see it was Antonia. Yeah, like it, it's, the it's, fact it's, that it's, she's it's... surprised by that fact should lead you to believe that she thought it was Tony Masters to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, it's it's gonna it's gonna be ve- it's gonna be very interesting to see like how it like where where it all like leads and stuff and like what they do with it again like that scene is abrupt it's it also like Dan like you look at her like she just takes off the mask like it's hard to look at her isn't it like you did this it's like oh shit like you know like she's this scarred woman who has just lost so much because this other woman's lost so much yeah and i like this i like too that the final fight isn't like to beat her it's to like free her and that and there's that one like really just heartbreaking line where she frees uh, Antonia, and and the first thing Antonia asks is, "Is he gone?" Like, holy shit! Like, yeah. damn! Like, that's a that's a fucking lot of trauma right there. Like, on a on a poor woman. Like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> and uh, a, again, like, you know, like she's now she's now, like going back to that that final confrontation with Dracoff. The character is kind of eh, you know, because it's just a he just kind of he's not really a presence at all. Taskmaster is throughout the movie, yeah. and you know he's just generic version guy. But I really do like it. Felt very you know like spyville and a cool like final showdown where like you know she, he like he did something where like his pheromones, like if if she like is near him, then the pheromones in his body like interacts with hers, and like she can't physically harm him. I thought that was, like, a really, like, cool thing, and I thought it was, and, like, it was really cool, but, like, you know, and, and Natasha, being who she is, has to, like, get the one up on I was like, nah, like, I, I did find that a little cheesy. I didn't mind it, but I was like, okay, they just always were prepared, like, okay, here, you're going to be, okay, this is going to happen, and this is going to happen. We're going to swap places. I'm going to slide a knife, and also, don't worry, he's got a pheromone. You're going to have to do something like that. I'm like, okay, Yeah. <laughs> I guess that works for the character, but, like, a little, a little, a little much, but, you know, <laughs> It was still fun. Uh, like, holy shit, like that scene where she has to, like, sever the sever the br- nerve in her brain that yeah. activates the pheromone. Like, Jesus. <laughs> I guess I said one of the most brutal MCU films. Where, like. I
1: think ultimately the best way to sum this movie up is probably the way I explained it to Adam earlier this morning when he asked me about it. The best way to describe it is, and this is a, this is note for note what I said, it is a very loose origin movie for an already established character that takes place right after Civil War. That alone makes it seem, seem a little off, but ultimately the story was good, the fighting was dope, and there isn't really a dull moment in the movie.
0: Yeah. And also, like, I also feel like, too, like, a prequel, like, I always feel like a prequel should, like, recontextualize and really dislike and should enhance the stuff that we've seen. Like, I, to me, the perfect prequel to this day is Red Dead Redemption 2. Red Dead Redemption 2 is the perfect prequel in yeah. every single way because it perfectly enhances everything from Red Dead Redemption 1. Black Widow, I honestly feel like kind of does do that. For like infinity war so is like, like now like the vest the vest that she wears like that now has hella more meaning yeah <laughs> like it, it's like holy shit like i also that's another great joke when Yelena's is like this is the first thing i've ever bought for myself but <laughs> you like the vest it's got all this pockets. look at the pockets mm-hmm. <laughs> and so like now seeing her with that vest is like holy shit like yeah, yeah like she's wearing her sister's vest um uh, we also know. Uh, so after the big battle, they crash the fucking sky fortress. They have a big, like, epic, like, they have a big, epic free fall fight, which is kind of cool, but also like kind of cheesy, but in the best way. Yeah. Uh, Yelena gets the Yelena gets like gets the sacrifice moment where she's all like she sticks the staff into the jet engine look, which looked a little weird, but was still fun. <laughs> yeah. And then you have the free fall for it, and uh, and and in the end, like they free the widows who were under mind control there, which that's another thing. How many goddamn sleeper agents are in this goddamn world? There's a lot. Between between S.H.I.E.L.D., HYDRA, um, the Wakandans, and now the Widows. Yeah,
1: there's, there's a just, lot. There's so
0: many, so many secret organizations with so many sleeper agents. God knows what the Ten Rings has around the world. I'm going to find that out in Shang-Chi. But, yeah. like, Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. But, uh, yeah, the Widows are freed, and they're going to... And they take Red Guardian, and they take um, Iron Maiden, and Yelena goes with them, and they take Taskmaster, and they go on to be free, and Nat goes on to be in, in, in Infinity War and Endgame and do what she has to do later on. And it's like, yeah, like, I left the movie feeling, like, yeah, this is good. Like, it makes me, it's, I'm definitely going to view Natasha in a very different light now, like, yeah. after seeing this movie, and then like it's, it, it really enhances some shit. And uh, I guess you're ready to talk about that post credit scene. Yeah, <laughs>
1: go for it. This
0: whole oh boy that post credit scene. So, I called it a few weeks ago. I told someone that like yeah, I feel like one of the post credit scenes or if they do just want to or at least one will either be a Thunderbolt tease which we didn't get or another one that I think that were oh, possibly we could have gotten, but another thing that, another thing we the, the another thing we could have gotten was Yelena going to um, uh, Natasha's grave which she does do we see yelena in the future uh and she goes to natasha's grave because you know it's past end game natasha died on voromir uh she is mourning and then a very familiar face in the form of valentina allegra shows up (laughs) from falcon and winter soldier played by julia louis dreyfus in a very in, in a very like holy shit moment yeah and again, like I think, like when, when, like that was that, like that's that Marvel post credits energy I was missing, man. It was cool like, to that, see because like,
1: everybody in the theater was like, oh. <gasps> <gasps> yeah. <laughs> They I, were like, in yeah, suspense.
0: Everyone's gasping. Like, oh, oh, I think when shot, when I heard the note, because it's so, it's such a cool reveal, because, like, she's there and wearing, the all of a you hear a, you're like, what the fuck? Oh, oh, <laughs> like, I think I audibly yelled, oh, shit. <laughs>
1: like, I, yeah, you, you heard people in the theater going, oh, no. <laughs> and, like, Malik going, oh, shit. People were like, it was it was a big reaction for it.
0: And so that's very curious, because remember, this was supposed to be her debut. This was supposed to become come before Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. So, it's so fascinating what the reaction would have been before that, you know?
1: People probably and would now, have just been like, who's that? And then they well, would have like, figured it we out.
0: Would, we would have recognized the actress, but, you like, know, it still would have been interesting. But, like, but still, like, it's interesting, but, like, I feel like Falcon and Winter Soldier really helped sell that post-credit scene even harder now. Yeah. Like, holy shit. Like, so And I think that's ask- what
1: Marvel realized, too. I think Feige yeah. himself was like, you know, it's okay to release Falcon and Winter Soldier because this will heighten this reveal when Black Widow drops.
0: So now, and now that begs the question, what the fuck is a legger up to? what the hell is she up to valentina because she's now got us agent and now she's got yelena she has a captain america stand in and she now has a black widow stand in and she wants hawkeye dead yeah like what's going on here Again, like, very fascinating. Very fascinating for the future of the MCU and where it's going. Some like, are we getting our first evil team? Is this our first bad guy team? Well, again, like, I, I love that she, like, manipulates John Walker because he's a fucking insecure idiot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, she, and, like, she's got two very different characters that she handles very differently. John Walker falls right for her shit because he's gullible. And, and, like, Yelena doesn't really care for her, clearly. But, like, still, like... It's a, clearly a professional relationship. It's like I got your next target. It's like all right, fine. Like she's using yeah. her grief to manipulate her. You know, it's a very, fine. Very... But you're gonna
1: pay me double. I want to raise. It's like oh, yeah, me
0: too. Like, Oh, you're <laughs> gonna earn it. Like oh my god. I'm very fascinated what the end game is for Julia Louis Dreyfus' character. Yeah, see uh, here, Valentina Allegra. Yeah, it's, it's gonna. It's gonna. I'm again like it's it's that MC thing again. I think a friend of ours said like oh man, Marvel like superhero fatigue's gonna hit so hard after this like. Couldn't you be farther from the truth?
1: <laughs>
0: I'm even more excited for all the stuff coming on the pipeline now. Because, like, oh, my God.
1: Yeah, it's going to be like, very it's... interesting to see where they're going.
0: Yeah. And, again, like, uh, again, Black Widow, man. How, how, Marvel returns to theaters in pretty strong fashion. I fucking love this movie, man.
1: Yeah. It was good.
0: Yeah. Uh, and any final closing thoughts on the movie?
1: Uh, not really. I've said my piece.
0: I will say my, I will say one more I will say one out of context line from the movie that I feel like should deserves to be out of context. My father goes to bathroom on my hands. <laughs> <laughs> God bless Red Guardian. He's all great. Right. Yeah, all right guys. Well, this has been our spoiler review and our 15th episode of Hot's a podcast. This is our 15th episode, right? Yep. Wow. Look at that we're gonna be hitting. we're gonna be almost look 20 soon look, look at, at us, us. Who, who thought we'd be here who thought we'd be here not me <laughs> but uh yeah like we got we got to do something special for our 20th episode but uh because we're, we're, we're five episodes away but like yeah man like again like thank you don't, for listening to don't, us thank don't you.
1: promise themselves something special because you know what's gonna happen we're gonna get up to the 20th episode and we're not gonna think of anything until like probably the day before <laughs> <laughs> it's just gonna be a shit show
0: you probably should have just said that off the recording. Jesus,
1: <laughs> I'm only kidding. Hey,
0: we'll we'll think of something special for you guys. We'll we'll that'll that'll be the nudist episode of the podcast where we all where we're both just in the buff.
1: It's gonna be the same raw. thing, just nude. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, it's gonna be it's gonna be a different experience.
1: No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> we could be both naked right now. They would never even notice.
0: I was like, "Why'd you go quiet?" <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, beyond, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. And we look forward to seeing you next week. Uh, peace out, досвидания. Uh, that's that's goodbye in Russian, right? I don't know. <laughs> Fuck. All right, hold on, hold on. No, keep this keep distracting while I Google g- goodbye
1: in Russian. Here's here's what I'm going to say as a goodbye in Russian: Vos vas ребята, the обсуждаемой. Look it up.